Here's a follow-up to a story that we brought to you on Tuesday about the Auditor General of the City of Toronto conducting a city audit, as you do when you're Auditor General, found that private tree companies contracted out to do work for the City of Toronto, the maintenance and watering of trees, they were found via their GPS data to be watering tree stumps, spending time in coffee shops and malls, and billing for time not spent actually working. The cost for the lost productivity to the city estimated $2.6 million. We've already paid for the work that wasn't done. So we decided to reach out to a municipal law expert and lawyer with Aird and Burles. You've heard him on the show before. It's good to have him back. John Mascaren, welcome back to the show, John. Well, thank you for having me, Kelly. Thanks for being here. You know, the first thing that I thought is, okay, well, the GPS and the logs don't add up. And we're finding out that in some cases, when city workers, uh, which are actually private contracted city workers, went out to do some tree work for an eight-hour day, they actually only worked about two and a half hours in some cases. Isn't that just a case of fraud? Uh, it really does look like fraud, doesn't it? Um, I have to say, when I, I, I looked at that number in the in the uh, Auditor General's report, and I went, wow, uh, we're not just talking, you know, half an hour of inefficiencies or something that could easily be explained by a whole host of things. You're talking out of an eight-hour shift, only 2.8 hours uh, that actual work happen. Uh, it sounds atrociously bad, doesn't it? And it does sound like fraud because the logs, the worker logs or activity reports don't seem to correlate with data that you would think would be probably pretty accurate, right? The GPS. Uh, Mayor Tory, he was, uh, you know, in first hearing about this, being very careful with his words, and he said this could be borderline uh, fraud. Now he's going ahead and saying, you know, the, the city wants to look into the legal proceedings here. Does the city have a case, and to the best of your knowledge, is this an isolated case, or is there precedent that's been set? Um, well, let me say, I don't have any specific uh, 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 matter that I can point to, Kelly, to say to you, yeah, yeah, this happened, you know, just last year dealing with the, the you know, the grass cutters or something. So I don't have that. But you would think in a, in a municipality or a government as large as the city of Toronto that you, you will have things that come up from time to time like this. I think there were uh, uh, several years ago when the, the TTC was re- really uh, being looked at for efficiencies, you, you, you ended up finding all sorts of inefficiencies, people sleeping on camera, on the job, right? Um, so I think when you have that big of a bureaucracy, that big of a budget, you will find these sorts of things. And I bet the Auditor General will probably be the first person to t- tell you uh, this is probably not an isolated incident. So records have been kept. There are discrepancy. Who could be responsible? Because the city apparently is looking into going after uh, the money that they've already paid and being uh, reimbursed. So would it be the workers that could be held responsible? Or could ultimately the companies for having access to that GPS info and and the logs and not following up? That's right. So I I think it it might be one of these things where you're going to find a whole bunch of uh, uh, entities, uh, people, who are responsible. First of all, you'd probably point your finger and go, hold on, uh, what, what... 
do the contracts say? Uh, clearly, the contracts must provide for uh, some level of inefficiencies. The report is very clear, especially when it talks about, you know, being able to just access uh, certain trees and, you know, the parking situation, the highways, you know, you may not be able to do that. Okay. I think everyone would say, sure, we, we sort of get that. But when the... the You're referring, law- John, I'm just going to bump in here. You're referring to the story where they actually sat on the street for a while because they couldn't yeah. get to the to the trees that they were supposed to be maintaining and they waited for hours for someone to come and tow those cars away so they could put their trucks into position correct yeah and i i wouldn't so let me be clear i wouldn't i wouldn't think waiting for hours would be the ideal thing right but you can certainly see some inefficiencies where you just can't get to it and the most logical place to park is where someone may be illegally parked or whatever i i think everyone will understand that what i found fascinating with the report, though, is uh, I'm not sure that you can point your finger at just the, uh, the, the contracted uh, crews, because the, the report seems to make a number of recommendations where it says uh, maybe supervisors should look at the reports a little bit more closely. I think it points its finger to, to the, the lack of real due diligence on the part of the city itself. Now, that doesn't excuse uh, workers saying they're going to be one place and not being there and not actually doing the job. But it, it also says, hold on, maybe the city should have been paying closer attention to this. Yeah, it's frustrating uh, by all accounts when you're a taxpayer thinking about how the city's always saying we don't have enough cash, we don't have enough cash, and then there's someone making money that should be following the cash and is uh, you know writing checks and they're not catching this very uh, blatant uh, discrepancy is technology you know the gps data making this a slam dunk case in court do you think uh, I'm not sure it, it will. I think I think what you have to do is you have to go back to the legal agreement as well to see exactly what it says. Did you actually provide the services? Did you undertake your best efforts to provide it? Were there things that couldn't be done? Uh, you'll probably find that it, it probably says what you would like it to say that, yeah, when you're uh, docketing uh, time to city work uh, to the tree maintenance service, well, then you should be carrying out the tree maintenance services. So uh, I'm not sure if it's a slam dunk because, of course, you have to go and prove it and you mm-hmm. have to uh, uh, do all that. But um, but it certainly does seem to show that the city may have fallen short a little bit, but uh, that doesn't absolve, of course, someone who's then still defrauding the city of, uh, of, uh, of its good money for not doing work that they ought to have been done doing just because someone wasn't looking after it. John, can you write into a legal agreement, a contract with the city and a private company, that uh, a company could be disqualified if they are found not to be doing the work set out in that contract from bidding on other contracts? Yeah, and it often happens. You'll often see, Kelly, in uh, uh, requests for proposals or tenders to say, uh, you know, if if you've had litigation or the city has litigated against you, you're disqualified outright. We're not even going to consider you. So, yeah, you can have that in in tender documents and bid proposals. Do cities do enough, in your opinion, to cover themselves in their contracts? Uh, I'll have to. I have to say yes. I think that they do. Uh, You would have thought that the city of Toronto would have had. 
pretty good, solid contracts. Uh, these are probably all tendered um, services. They probably go out to the public to say, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to get the best price here, so, you know, you have to bid on it. Here's our, you know, a minimal criteria, or here, here's the, the standards that we need you to, to adhere to. So you would have thought that they would have had good, robust uh, contracts where there would be some uh, mechanism for the city to come back and say, actually, you didn't do what uh, you were supposed to. Mm-hmm. We are now going to sue you for breach of contract. Which could be happening because they are looking into legal action. Could be, yes. John, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. And I really enjoyed talking to you again, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks, John. John Mascaren, he is the uh, municipal law expert and lawyer with Arid and Bearless.